0: This is Peter.
1: And this is Tom.
0: And you're listening to History Teachers Talking Podcasts. <music> All right, this is Peter Zablocki and Thomas Frescott, and welcome back to our podcast. All right, Tom, what do we got?
1: Well, in honor of Memorial Day, we were like, throwing around some ideas and we came up with, so we're going to be looking at today the um, history of the Medal of Honor, talk about the Medal of Honor a little bit, not the video game, the actual Medal of Honor, the Congressional Medal of Honor, uh, otherwise known as, and talking about some of the people who um, won it. There's been several individuals who've won several medals of Honors, um, how it's different for the Army, Navy, and Air Force. So a little bit of background history, basically, on this award that um, everyone's heard of, and actually has its own day, actually, too, given to it.
0: I did see that. I did see that. And I think we'll also touch upon a little bit about the games, because, I mean, that's kind of how... A lot of the younger people know about this, the Medal of Honor, they think game right away. And, and, and even if you Google Medal of Honor, a lot of first things that come up are, surprisingly, are like video game stuff. And I'm like, no, 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 like the Medal of Honor, the highest, most prestigious military decoration that could ever be awarded to an American military man. We'll talk about the fact that there's actually three different Medals of Honor. A lot of people don't know this. I really didn't know it until I started doing this research. that there there is a separate one for the Army, Navy, and Air Force. So, you know, I was always under the impression it was just one. There's also, you know, we'll talk about the history and background of it and kind of where it stems from and how it's really a Navy award. And it starts off with the Navy and then it's adopted and um, kind of molded to its own by the Army and eventually the Air Force after it separates and stops being the Army Air Corps after World War II. So we'll talk about the history of Medal of Honor, as you mentioned some brief stuff, some stories. Uh, Maybe we'll talk about some of famous Hollywood movies that have depicted Medal of Honor winners. And then uh, we'll call it a day. I think it's just a nice... uh,
1: There's a lot out there about it. So we're giving a little bit of the background, a little bit of knowledge on it, and just so you have some idea about it, basically. Because the medal, like everyone knows, it's normally awarded by the President of the United States, but it's presented in the name of the United States Congress. So the President awards it, but it's supposed to be in the name of the Congress. And that's why it's called the Congressional Medal of Honor. And we said there's three distinct medals, variants of the medal, one for the Army, which is awarded to soldiers, one to the Navy, um, which is awarded to sailors, Marines, as well as Coast Guard. Um, Mm -hmm. Coast Guardsmen and um, Department of Homeland Security can also get it too. And there's one for the Department of the Air Force, which is um, awarded to airmen. And technically now members of the Space Force Guardians are also allowed to get it. And like you said, it was first introduced in 1861, Department of the Navy, and the Army followed shortly after that in 1862. And the Air Force uh, didn't receive theirs until 1965. You didn't have the Air Force before that. Yeah. Um, and really, most of them, um, there's been over 3,530 medals awarded to 3,511 individuals. Some people have gotten it twice. There's actually a couple who've actually gotten it three times. Yeah. And um, about over 40% were awarded during the American Civil War. So if you really look it up, most of them um, or a good chunk of them happened during the Civil War. Be obviously that's when the medal first came into about in 1861 and 1862, and ever since 1990, like we mentioned before, Congress has designated March 25th, which was the first day it was ever awarded, um, as National Men of Honor Day, which they remember the individuals that were received it, and you can receive it in life or you can receive it um, after death too, um, which when they'll give it to the next of kin. It there's been 618 people who received it after their deaths for an act of, um, they awarded for um, Gantley and intrepidly at the risk of life and beyond the call of duty. So it's it's really um, above and beyond the call of uh, the call of duty.
0: The first formal medal for individual gallantry in war, right, was, was established by George Washington, the very big precursor to the Medal of Honor. Essentially, George Washington, on August 7, 1782, designated that any singular person's action – that deserves the merit should be awarded this purple cloth heart. That was really the first, you know, medal for Act of valor. And this purple cloth heart would be pinned to the chest of the particular soldier. And only th- records show that only three people received this award. Um, it was Sergeant Elijah Churchill, Sergeant William Brown, and Sir, um, Sergeant Daniel Bissell Jr. And this eventually is, it was became known as the badge of military merit and it kind of falls into oblivion you know after the revolutionary war and everything's ever really done with it that particular purple cloth heart eventually gets changed though and it be as we know already in 1932 that becomes the familiar purple heart right that is awarded to wounded. any soldier really who is wounded in battle wounded, but yeah but for an act of valor for the medal the continuity of a medal being given for individual acts of valor This brings us back to, as you mentioned before, Civil War, and it is first proposed actually to General Winfield Scott, who is the commanding general of the United States Army um, during the Civil War, at least at the beginning of the Civil War. And what essentially starts to happen is as casualties are coming in and as stories of valor are coming in, um, he is approached by Lieutenant Colonel Edward Townsend, who's basically an assistant the Department of War, and in part of Scott's Chiefs of Staff. And and he suggests that, you know, maybe we need to bring back this, this medal for individual valor. and
1: Which Scott was against, right? Very no, much first.
0: so. Yeah, he was like, this just stinks of like Europeans. And he was yeah. so like anti-European in a sense, because Europeans give themselves medals. Americans don't do things for medals. And um, he kind of shoots them down. Meanwhile, around the same time, you have Iowa Senator James Grimes, uh, he's the chairman of the Committee of Naval Affairs. He says, you know what, I, I feel like especially the Navy in, in civil war.
1: The Navy is like a big part of us, particularly in the North. Right? Yep.
0: And I feel yeah. like the, the Naval petty officers, seamen, uh, Marines really, they don't get enough credit for this war and all the newspapers and everything's all, everyone's always talking about the army, the union or the army of the Potomac fighting. And so the Navy's like, no, no, we need to bestow some medals on people that have acted above their call of duty. So the Navy adopts it first. On December 21st, 61, they ask Congress to allow them to give this individual Medal of Honor. And it is signed into law by President Abe Lincoln. And then it goes to the Philadelphia Mint, which actually designs that actual decoration itself. Yeah. And the first order was for 175 medals. And it was in May of 1862. And they cost $1.85 to make.
1: That and each one kind of cool. had said personal valor, right? It's, yep. um, written on the back. And you really look at them, they look similar, I guess, if you Google the ones that look um, the ones The original not, Navy's
0: of, the closest to the original.
1: Yeah, but it kind of looks like also, if you've ever seen those like Old West movies, like the star, like the sheriff would wear. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have the blue ribbon on it yet. And I guess we talk about the blue ribbon has 13 stars on, it, and obviously each one of the stars represents one of the original 13 colonies. That's where that comes from.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, just like the stripes on the flag. But um, yeah, but it's, it's without any of that, it's just kind of just a. It's the medal that looks like the old sheriff thing and it says personal valor" on it, and that's what's presented to these um to these um sailors for their value. Yep.
0: Well, the army's like, you know, after this, right? They get <laughs> the jealous like, a little bit, yeah. Well, we yeah. want one too. So they're like, oh, we want one too now, right? So Senator Henry Wilson is the chairman of the Senate Committee on Military Affairs, and he basically introduces, kind of bypasses Winfield Scott and This is also like the end of Winfield Scott, too, because as we know, he gets taken over by a plethora of different union generals. But he retires. Yeah, um, it's like, yeah, he retires. Um, (laughs) However, Henry Wilson, the Senator Henry Wilson, he basically proposes this idea for a Medal of Honor for the Army. Congress approves it and signs it into law July 12th, 1862, so shortly thereafter, after the Navy. And basically, same premise, right? It it shall be awarded to non-commissioned officers and privates. That shall most distinguish themselves by their gallantry in action and other soldier-like qualities during the present insurrection. So, yeah, same premise. By November, uh, the Department of War contacts a Philadelphia silversmith and it goes to the Philadelphia Mint to kind of create it. And it is a little different. Um, they actually ask for 2000 medals up front and they cost about two dollars each. And the Army's version was a little different because it actually said on the back of the medal says the Congress, too, which is kind of goes, with, as you said, this idea of congressional yeah, medal of honor. Idea of it, yeah. Both versions, the naval version and the American version were made of copper and they were it was coated with bronze, which kind of gave it like a reddish tint. And officially, you know, Congress made the Medal of Honor this permanent decoration, as, you know, as meaning that Congress will be the one that will be awarding this. The first ever Medals of Honor being awarded were March 25th of 1863. It was six Medal of Honors that were awarded to U.S. Army volunteers. Wasn't it like a train robbery or something along those lines? Yeah. yeah uh, from what I remember, <laughs> it was it was a group of Union men that were supposed to go in behind Confederate lines to basically hijack a Confederate train, um, just hijack it and sabotage it. And they did. First ever six medals of honor. However, what's interesting is the main person that was in charge of running that raid was not in the U.S. Army. He was just some random dude that they like asked to help
1: that's out. He had the skill, yeah.
0: Yeah. So he actually ran this whole operation, but he was not awarded medal of honor because he was not part of the U.S. Armed Forces. And that was one of the main precursors on this that you had to be part of U.S. Armed Forces. Which there's another story here that's kind of interesting and i'm sure you probably saw this that one of the first ever people to be awarded medal of honor was actually a woman and she is to this day the only woman to be awarded the medal of honor and her name was dr mary walker um, volunteered for the union army during the civil war and she worked as a field surgeon but because she kind of didn't see this she saw this as like a war brother against brother so she would go between the enemy line and, and the U.S. lines. She would go into Confederate Army field surgeons and help them out. She would go back to the Union Army and help them out. Basically, wherever there was battle, she just went and helped out, regardless of, you know, whether it was the Confederates or the Americans. In 1864, she went up staying behind uh, enemy lines in Confederate lines to attend to a specific patient. And then she's arrested as a spy for the Union by Confederate forces. And then she's held as a prisoner of war for like four months Anyway, after the war, President Andrew Johnson awards her, Dr. Mary Walker, the Medal of Honor. And she is a non-commissioned officer. And obviously, she's not even an officer. She's not even in the military. And she's a woman. Some people have an issue with that. So eventually, they strip her of this award um, and say, you know, she should have never gotten it. That happened to a couple of people. Right. And then she winds up getting it reinstated in 1970s. Um, I want to say that it is reinstated by. I think it was Jimmy Carter that reinstated her award. Um, again, obviously she was she was gone by then because this is Civil War times. But yeah. she is the only woman, little, and she was not commissioned.
1: A little late. Now that sounds like something that uh, Carter would probably do. And the reason why it there are perks to being a Medal of Honor winner. Um, so I guess before we get into some yeah. other ones, we can look a little bit about you know what you have. So obviously once you win the Medal of Honor, um, you are, obviously you get your name entered on the Medal of Honor roll. Um, you're also place in the Department of Veteran Affairs, you're entitled to receive a monthly pension um, above your normal pension. So it adds about $1,300 to your pension, about $1,400 actually a it is is subject to cost of living um, increases. You also you get money to um, a uniform allowance. So you can always mm-hmm. wear your uniform with your mail of honor. You're allowed to travel wherever you deem fit overseas and wear it there, wherever you want. You're also that you get like a special card and it's changed a lot of our privileges, depending on where you are, your de- your dependents. You can be in automatically. You can once you pass away, you can be placed in Arlington National Cemetery if you want to. Any children of um, the National, as long as you are qualified, any children of the national of a Medal of Honor winner is allowed to uh, be appointed to any of the U.S. Service Academies. You receive mm-hmm. a ten percent increase in your retirement pay. And you also, I thought this one was kind of, there's a bunch of other things too, but another one I thought was cool was that you get an invitation to every future presidential inauguration and inaugural balls. Yeah, I did see so, that. So, so you get to go to any of those. i said you have like a, a automatic invitation to those. And there's 103 living Medal um, of Honor recipients alive today.
0: Yeah, I mean, and we should um, also mention that most of them are actually dead. A lot of them, as you, you kind of briefly yeah. touched upon at the beginning, a lot of these are awarded after the person has already been deceased or died because of their action that is giving them or granting them this Medal of Honor. You know, just looking at overall Medal of Honor and stuff, and, and you mentioned this idea of perks and whatnot. In 1917, there's a new Medal of Honor review board that is created because they're like, you know what, we need to make sure that whoever gets this really, really deserves it because of kind of the prestige that it now carries. And this uh, Medal of Honor review board at the end of World War One basically decided that in the past, about 911 recipients... Of this medal uh, were awarded it inappropriately and basically stripped these people of their award. Now, that doesn't mean that they have to give back their Medal of Honor um, medal itself. It's it's just not get, it's, they're not getting those perks, right? Exactly. They take the perks are taken away. And among them was uh, a couple of people, but one really known person, obviously, as I mentioned before, um, one of them was uh, Mary Walker. She eventually did get it back. Another one was uh, William Frederick or Buffalo Bill Cody. Yes who was Famous a scout one. for the U.S. Army. And they're like, yeah, he didn't really do much. He just scouted. And then, you know, afterwards, they realized, they started reviewing cases in like 1977. And they're like, no, nah, actually, Cody totally went beyond the Call of Duty um, in scouting for the Union. So they reinstated Cody's um, Medal of Honor. But among the people that this honor was taken away, was was this was, I actually thought this kind of cheapened the award a little bit, which, again, I think was a good call. Of the review board committee to strip these people. So during the Civil War, you had one particular it was the twenty-seventh Maine. Their there were what do you call that? We're about to expire. Their enlistments. Their enlistments were about to expire and they had to go, you know, they're like, We're going home. Uh, because it was on the eve of Gettysburg, the commanding, you know, general was like, No, 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 don't go, don't go. Like, even though your enlistments are up, don't go. If if you stay and re enlist right now, I will give every single one of you a medal of honor. And, and he did. Um, he basically kept this unit on the eve of the battle by giving them medals of honor. And this in 1917 was deemed as inappropriate. So, therefore, um, all these, for, yeah. Yeah, all these men were, were dead already, but they're like, we're just, we're going to take those away. And they did. And obviously, those were never given back.
1: There's a good number of people who have actually um, won it multiple times.
0: Oh yeah. Do you notice that they don't get the medal? I thought they get different medals. Apparently, they don't get different medals. Yeah. I think
1: this is the same one. Yeah.
0: They, it's like they keep their medal, and if you win it again, they give you like a like another decoration to add to it. To add to it. Yeah. So there's I'm nineteen. Like, just give them a medal.
1: That have actually won it twice. Yeah, nineteen. The first one was uh, Thomas Custer, brother of uh, George Armstrong Custer, right? Um, yep, yep. He won for two separate actions that took place during the American Civil War. Some other, the double recipients were, um, army
2: and navies for the same action, which occurred during world war one. And then, um, Around 10,000 BCE, families and tribes of the ancestors to the people of Britain would arrive in the southern part of the island after crossing from land that bridged from Europe. The Welsh built houses, communities, kingdoms, and continued to survive through Romans, Saxons, Danes, and Normans. The language and culture influenced by these sources continued to change and thrive, becoming ancient and modern at the same time. Join me as we travel through the history, meeting the kings, queens, nobles, and everyday people that create, and grew modern whales from the seeds of the ancient past. Creoso, and welcome to the Welsh History Podcast.
1: These individuals, like you said, they don't get anything. They just get like something to add onto to it.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, but a lot of them happened in World War I. Um, there were several ones that won, it, that won both theirs. So again, uh, a couple of that happened during the Indian War. So there hasn't been any since World War I. Double recipients. you don't, You don't see that since then. But it can happen. And it's, it's also several uh, triple recipients as well.
0: There's two father and sons okay. um, cases, right? They got this. And I remember reading it. I can't find it now in my notes. But uh, one was Douglas MacArthur, um, who led the U.S. forces in the Pacific with Chester Nimitz. Um, Douglas MacArthur won it for his valor during World War II, like a general, generally speaking. Um, but so did his father. So his father and him both Macarthur's won it, and also Teddy Roosevelt and Teddy Roosevelt Jr. both won it the Medal of Honor. So Teddy Roosevelt yeah. won it later on. I think it was like the two thousands they gave it. Two thousand one, yeah. Right. He was
1: the only president to ever receive it, but he didn't receive it until two thousand one is when he finally uh, received it for his actions at the Battle of San Juan Hill, The yeah. charge up the hill that he's famous for. They pretty much won him the presidency. Also, he said, "Oh, let's give him Medal of Honor."
0: You know. And his son, that was World War II during um, the D Day Normandy invasion. That's where he got his. So uh, you have the two MacArthurs and you have the two Roosevelts that are the duo of father and sons here that got it.
1: Audie Murphy, right? That's probably one of the most yep. famous one. World go, War go. II. And uh, so he was one of the most decorated soldiers in World War II. He was awarded every single military combat award the U.S. Army could receive. He was also given French and Belgium awards for his Really, he's someone we can just do a. Uh, podcast on himself yeah. um but murphy's Medal of honor was awarded to him when he was just 19 years old for what he did in uh, Colmar pocket in the summer 45 um he was basically in his unit they were ordered to hold against a german counterattack in that area and the germans hit them with their you know tanks and causing it to burst into flames and stuff like that and murphy ordered his troops to fall back and he alone didn't cover their retreat and he held off the germans by mounting the um 50 caliber machine gun in his burning tank and calling in artillery strikes as happened they, they made movies about him obviously i think he played himself hmm. too um and his position was attacked on three sides by six tanks in waves of infantry and um, he was wounded out of ammunition and he returned to his company refused medical treatment and then organized a successful counterattack and he's credited with wounding or killing over 50 Germans for himself and for an hour the Germans tried every weapon to eliminate the but they he kept on holding his position so that's basically how he won that and, He's basically one of the, the most famous American Medal Award winners from World War II, Audie Murphy. I think they made a whole, made a whole bunch of movies
0: about him. We could talk about Hollywood, and, and there is, there have been a lot of movies made about uh, Medal of Honor recipients, and some, some are you know more popular than others. Strong, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're talking about stories Medal of Honor and kind of talking about public psyche and and what who what people may recognize in pop culture, I think one of the newest ones is Hacksaw Ridge about okay. Desmond Doss. Desmond Doss was—I don't know if you've seen the movie or read the story—but he is basically a U.S. Army medic, conscientious objector. He refused to carry a rifle. He was sent to the Battle of Okinawa in World War II. Basically, winds up saving uh, numerous people again without firing a weapon ever, even now having a weapon. As a medic, he kept on going back to this battle, particular battle. And grabbing more and more wounded soldiers. And then he would like hoist them down this cliff. Yep. And the movie does a great job of showing this. And, and you know, I remember watching the movie and I was like, wow, this is insane. And i going back and actually reading about this guy. No, I mean, he, he really did this. Um, Glory talks about, it actually depicts the army, the movie Glory, 1989, depicts the fearless actions of Army Sergeant William Carney. Um, he was the first ever African-American and former slave to receive a Medal of Honor. He wound up receiving a Medal of Honor. So obviously Gettysburg is 1860s, but he doesn't get his Medal of Honor until 1900 because obviously racism. Yeah, um, Yeah, and then you have reconstruction. What ultimately happens is eventually Congress is like, no, no, this guy needs this medal, and and he winds up getting it. Um, Gettysburg, 1993 movie, Medal of Honor recipient, uh, Joshua Lawrence Chamberlain. um, He's in there, he gets a Medal of Honor. Pearl Harbor. You have a Medal of Honor recipient, Lieutenant Colonel James Doolittle of the famous Doolittle Raid. Doolittle you, did, Raid. Didn't Did
1: we go over the Doolittle Raids? We did, we did but
0: but now we're talking about it in in context of Medal of Honor. He got a Medal of Honor for this.
1: Well, he led their first uh, attack, to revenge of uh, basically avenge Pearl Harbor on uh, Tokyo, right when they went and bombed it. Yeah, flying the flying those uh, the planes taking off the aircraft carriers, landing in China. Um, stuff like that. And most of his servicemen, well, not all of them, some of them to get captured, obviously, but he returned to the States. So for that raid and that, the bravery that he exhibited in leading that raid, he was, he was definitely awarded the medal of honor.
0: Yep. And then interesting since like a little side, you know, tidbit here, uh, another pilot received a medal of honor in 1927 by a special act of Congress because he was not military at this point. Um, And, you know, he really didn't, do anything that was military related, but Congress is like they met and they authorized the Medal of Honor. So he was a U.S. Army Air Corps Reserve officer, and his name was Charles Lindbergh. Um, I was going to say that. Yeah. yeah, he received the Medal of Honor for flying nonstop across the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, you know, obviously his history gets a little murky going forward. Just a bit. Just a bit. You know, some Nazi sympathizing, meeting Hitler, all that good stuff. But anyway.
1: I'm just saying that doesn't not get talked about as much as, like, it, uh, yeah it, it just kind of gets, oh, yeah, Charles, you feel bad, right? I get what, we obviously did one on his baby, and that's horrible, I'm not yeah. saying that deserved to happen, but it was just, like, and he wasn't a Nazi, he wasn't, but he was anti-Semitic, there's no way about
0: Oh, yeah, that, yeah very much so.
1: It's a something that you don't talk, that's like, it's not in the history books when you talk about Charles Lindbergh No. Nope.
0: You know? No, no, no. Going back to the movies, MacArthur, 1977, obviously talks about MacArthur. Um, he gets his Medal of Honor for Leadership and Achievements in World War II and Korean War. Longest Day, which was before uh, Saving Private Ryan, right the longest wrong, day from 1962. Is. I remember watching this when I was a little kid. This was the D-Day movie. Um, yeah, it's a long movie, too. Very long. Cl- <laughs> they Clint Eastwood's called-
1: in that, right? Clint Eastwood? Uh, I don't Clint, Not Clint Eastwood. Um, not Clint Eastwood. Who's the other? The other oh, John, John Wayne.
0: Wayne's in it. John Wayne. Yeah, everybody's uh, in it. Pretty much everyone. No, literally everyone's in it. Yeah. Uh, but this one shows um, General Teddy Roosevelt Jr. and what he does that day and how he winds up getting his Medal of Honor. Then you have Rough Riders in 1997, which shows his father uh, storming the San Juan Hill and how he gets his. A Lost Battalion, which I think is something that is shown often in history classes. World War I, one, know yeah. Pretty much any US2 teacher that teaches World War I shows the Lost Battalion, and that shows the exploits of Medal of Honor recipient Major Charles Whittlesey. Um, about, you know, Lost Battalion. It's kind of in a title. It's a U.S. battalion in World War One that gets stuck behind enemy lines and against all odds survives. Do you know that there's actually a lot of known Hollywood actors that were World War II heroes? Like, just kind of reading into this, and I was looking at Hollywood and, and Medal of Honor. Again, this is a side note, but I thought it was interesting that there's quite a few actors that although they didn't win Medal of Honor,s so they did win medals um, for actual... Valor in fighting. Um, one is Charles Bronson. You know him from Death Wish. Again, some people, I'm dating myself here, but I, I know Death Wish. Uh, he was also in Once Upon a Time in the West. He joined the military and fought in the U.S. Army Air Force in 1943. He was a tail gunner. Uh, this guy was already an actor and basically enlisted, became a tail gunner, and then after the war, he played a lot of tough guys in different war movies. movies. Except he actually like flew 25 missions. Yeah, and uh-huh. a tail gunner was not like an easy job. No, you <laughs> always got shot at. So, yeah, you were the first thing to be shot hearts. at. And,
1: and, like, if a lot of times people get jammed like, on like landing and stuff like that, like, yeah. it was not like a fun spot to be.
0: Kind no. of isolated
1: back there, you know?
0: Yeah, I, don't know. I wouldn't want to be there. Charleston Heston, uh, Ben Hur, very known guy, and Planet of the Apes. Academy Award winner joined the military in 1944, and he became an, also an aerial gunner and B-25. He flew for two years and finished off with the rank of a staff sergeant. Again, Hollywood multi award winning actor and got real medals in life. Paul Newman, who is considered like the pretty boy um, of his generation in Hollywood, in the 50s, 60s, and you know all the way through really 2000s, he wanted to be a pilot. So in 1943, he winds up you know leaving Yale University to join the navy to become a naval aviator. And then they realized that he is colorblind, so they made him a gunner. And in World War II he was a gunner. And what's interesting, he was assigned and moved to USS Bunker Hill in the Battle of Okinawa. And he was going taking a plane to get to that aircraft carrier, but the pilot developed an ear infection, so grounded the plane and says we're gonna go there it it tomorrow. And within that day, the USS Bunker Hill was sunk. Uh, With 600 casualties. So we could have never really had Paul Newman. And probably one of the more famous actors to fly was Jimmy Stewart. He's like the all-American guy. We all know him from It's a Wonderful Life. Um, Again, multiple medal winner. Not Medal of Honor, but still multiple medal winner. Yeah. Distinguished Um, career. Yeah. Oh, my God. He received two Distinguished Flying Crosses, four Air Medals, uh, the French uh, Medals, uh, presidential medal of freedom, national defense service medal, world war two victory medal. So he w- he wins all these medals. Then he was already a movie star by then, he was already an Academy oh, yeah. Award. Can you imagine someone the movie stars today doing that? Like Channing Tatum, Did let's we- say, let's send Channing Tatum to uh, well, he's, he, he was GI Joe, wasn't he? You're right, that makes everything <laughs> that makes that makes us so legit yeah. now, Tom. So Vin, legit. Vin
1: Diesel, I'll see Vin Diesel going out there and uh, he's too old now, he so wouldn't
0: make it. We're too old yeah. now. We're not even 40 Tom, yet, and we're, I think, pretty Tom sure Christ. we're too old. But anyway, so cool side note. A lot of cool actors that, um yeah. you know, that got medals. Not medals of honor, though. Like, they wish. All right. So, I I mean, well, I'm trying to figure out. Like, there's obviously so many real stories. Um, oh, yeah.
1: There's a bunch. I, I guess I, I'd like to do one for, like, a little more modern one that I found was um someone by the name of Dakota Meyer. I guess we can mm-hmm. end on this one and talk about the video games after this. He actually won it for um the Battle of um, Jean Gale, which happened in... um. Kunar province in Afghanistan. And basically he was they went to a battle and they were told, Listen, you're not gonna have air support. We will have artillery support and when they got there they were surrounded by over a hundred Taliban militants. They would think like, highly underestimate how many they were gonna be there. And the artillery support actually that they were supposed to be getting was called off because they wanna accidentally kill civilians. Um so they found out that four of their team members were cut off and Meyer and another Marine, they took over a truck and then just drove through enemy fire back and forth making five trips at a battle site. Um, he manned a machine gun. And he said they killed a number of militants from at point blank range. I like just like literally like jumping onto the truck. And um, because they were going back and forth, all the Taliban fighters were focusing on their truck. And that was giving time to get other forces out, get other people in there and stuff like that. And uh, they evacuated over two dozen of the soldiers. Uh, many of this were wounded and they provided cover for other Marines um, and other allied troops that were pinned down by the Taliban. He eventually actually d- dismounted his vehicle on foot and went into the area of a cutoff serviceman was suspected to be, they were already dead. He found their bodies, um, but he, he fought and um, actually killed a, a Taliban insurgent, um, beating the death of a rock, for the body. Dang. And they, they didn't take the body home, and then two years later, he was awarded the uh, Congressional Medal of Honor by President um, Obama in two thousand eleven. So that was like kind of a semi obviously a more recent one.
0: Yeah. And I think it also looking at the numbers of, and how scarcely they are awarded, especially in like Iraqi or, you know, war of Afghanistan or Iraq. I mean, Iraq war between 2003 and 2011, there were only seven medals of a medal of honors um, recipients and Afghanistan between 2001 and 2021. So within 20 years, there's only 20. So I think it also adds to the value of, of the story you just mentioned, because of the fact that, you know, not many people get these particular, no, um, they don't, they don't just
1: hand them out. It's, it's, Let's think about it from the history. There's only been three thousand five hundred and twenty-five total medals handed out. Yeah. So
0: yeah, Vietnam had two hundred sixty-one. Uh, Korean War one forty-six. World War Two four hundred seventy-two. Uh, World War One one twenty-six. Um. I mean, I'm trying to look at it. the Philippine American War eighty-six. Spanish American War one ten. Indian Wars really, uh, that could be controversial today, right? Four hundred twenty-six yeah. medals of honor. Uh, where basically the United States Army uh, resettled Native Americans in the Great Plains. So interesting. I have one other story which I thought was kind of cool, and that is of the youngest ever Medal of Honor recipient. He was awarded at 11 years old. Um, and so, anyway, so the story of Willie Johnston. Willie Johnston was 11 years old. He enlisted in the Union Army with his father and wound up serving as a drummer boy for the 3rd Vermont Infantry during Civil War. In June of 1862, Uh, His unit is retreating down the Virginia Peninsula, and these are under the orders of General George McClellan, who was soon fired. Along the way, the men discarded their equipment so they could hurry up their pace, basically, to escape from the Confederates. And young Willie, however, held on to his drum. And everyone's like, drop the drum, bro. Like, we got to go. But we know that by drumming, it actually helps the marchers march more efficiently. So he kept his drum and he kept on drumming throughout the march. And then eventually, um, you know, they escape. And on July 4th, he is asked to play for the entire division. Um, Abraham, Abe Lincoln, President Abe Lincoln, hears about this drummer's bravery and basically recommends him for the Medal of Honor. And Willie receives the award two years later in 63. Um, he is the youngest recipient up to that point. The second youngest happens in the 20th century. And that is... Jack Lucas, he was a Marine at just 17 years old, and he shielded a fellow squad member from grenades at Battle of Iwo Jima. Um, it's crazy that you have 17-year-olds fighting in Iwo Jima. Yeah, but...
1: fighting, well, they went and fought, like.
0: So, I mean, again, for everyone out there, guys, there's so many stories, and, and you really could get lost. Yeah. And, and I'm pretty sure there's a Netflix documentary, Cold Medal of Honor, that actually highlights some of these. Um, You know, and some are as famous as Sergeant York, you know, who storms an entire... Uh, german you know like unit of soldiers with just a handgun some really not known ones that are just as brave and intense um as some of the more known ones so uh, i do encourage you guys to go out there and, and read up on some of these and you know realize why we are celebrating memorial day i think that's a, that's all i got tom i mean yeah, I, think, I, think t- I think that's i think that's a good good way to finish synopsis right. for everything going on.
1: yeah and it's not something that's easily handed out as get that and different branches for different service, but it's basically going above and beyond the call of duty. That's what ensures it.
0: Yep. So thank you so much guys for tuning in once more. We really do appreciate it. Um, If you need to find us, you can find us at www.historyteacherstalkingpodcast.com. Please leave a review and click that subscribe button wherever you listen to us. Uh, It does help us out a little bit, not monetary wise, just helps us, you know, get more noticed, I guess. But I think that's it guys. So uh, until next week, enjoy. Stay safe, everybody. I hope everyone enjoyed our podcast, and if you would like to email us, you can do so at historyteacherspodcast at gmail.com.
2: Hey, podcast listeners, I'm Paul Brandis introducing my podcast, Countdown to Dallas. It's a fascinating, in-depth look at the seemingly unconnected events that led to the assassination of President John F. Kennedy. It's based on my book of the same title.